What's good, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Amitilaki TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields. Got a busy show for you today. Recap the divisional round action in the 2018 NFL playoffs and look ahead and preview the conference championship games that are going to be played today. Give you my picks of the two games and get on up out of here. First things first, touch on the Chargers and Patriots game, which put me in a three-hour-long depression, to say the least. That that game was one of the worst playoff games I've ever seen. And for that excuse of a set of a almost a San Diego for a Los Angeles Charger defense, I mean, what defense? I mean, their defense last Sunday was an absolute disgrace. I mean, really, you're playing zone coverage against Tom Brady. Really? You're, you're playing zone defense against Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. Really. This is me saying this, a Tom Brady hater, but really. So zone defense against Brady, really? I mean, do, 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 do you idiots look at film? Do you idiots look at tendencies and, and stats? and Like, do you all look at that? I mean, the defensive performance by the Chargers was absolutely disgusting. And the fact they had 35 points by the half is is even more of a joke. Very, very, very disappointing. And the Chargers, even though it was a great season, their performance against the Patriots was an absolute disgrace. And they should absolutely positively be ashamed of themselves. I mean, how many times does poor Phillip Rivers have to have to play his heart out only for him to get uh, stabbed in the back by Brady or by some or by another opponent. I mean, this is a guy, this is a guy, Phil Rivers, who never, ever, 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 ever seemed to beat Brady. And let's just face, I mean, let's just face it. The bottom line is Tom, Br- uh, not Tom, Br- but uh, Philip Rivers, he is, He's the Dan Fouts of of this generation. I mean, there's nothing else to say. He's a gr- he's a great quarterback. He is a great Hall of Fame talent. Puts up Hall of Fame numbers and everything. But the bottom line is, he he can't he for whatever the reason he can't get his team over the top to at least go to the Super Bowl. I mean, Dan Fouts didn't even go, but it's Phil Rivers, same thing. I mean, no matter what he does, I mean, no matter what he does, no matter who's his coach, no matter the defense or whatever, he he can't he can't get over the top. And this is the Charger team that record-wise was a better team than the Patriots. Chargers went twelve and four, New England went eleven and five. So you factor that in. Phil Rivers he threw the ball fifty-one times. He had a his completion percentage was a tick over fifty. He threw for 331 pass yards, three touchdowns, one interception. But running, but there was no running game, and but there was no running game, and the receptions all across the board were evenly distributed. But that defense again got ran out of the building by, and not just Tom Brady, but that entire Patriot offense, Sony Michelle included. 24 carries, 129 yards, three touchdown receptions. I mean, 
if there's one thing that the Patriots have weapons, it's offense. Because it takes the pressure off of Tom Brady, knowing that unlike Phillip, he doesn't have to throw the ball 51 times in order for him to win the game. But but he also gives him an assurance policy where, you know, if he isn't playing 100% or if his passing game is off, he's got Sony Michelle in the backfield that can carry, that can uh, carry his weight. And that's what he did on uh, last Sunday. And the chiefs later on today have to ha- have to do a good job of, of not just neutralizing Tom Brady, but stopping Sony Michelle as well. Julian Edelman, Tom Brady's uh, n- number one receiving target. He had nine sevens for 151 yards. James White out of the back for 15 cents. For- so that's what, that's what they have to do. I mean, Chargers defense getting picked apart. Shoney Michelle running it out the backfield. James White on the screen on the screen patterns, and then they had Julian Edelman downfield. They 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 have to they have to have to have to have to stop him if you're the Kansas City Chiefs today. Meanwhile, the Chargers failed to do that. James White 15 receptions, 97 yards, and but that cannot happen if you're the Charger defense and. Bottom line is Phil Rivers is cursed. I mean, there's nothing else to say. I don't. He's cursed. I, 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 there's no better way to explain it. But for whatever the reason, he can never, ever, 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 ever get himself and his team, that is the Chargers, in whether if it's in San Diego or Los Angeles, it can whether it's in Qualcomm Stadium or StubHub Center, or whether North Turner is his head coach or Anthony Lynn, he can, or if his running back is Darren Sproles or, uh. Melvin Gordon, Melvin, I think it's Mel- Melvin Gordon or Melvin Ingram. I always get those two. Melvin Gordon, thank you. So, uh, yeah, Melvin Gordon, whether it's Melvin Gordon or Sproles, Rivers can never can never get him and his team over the top to try to make it to the Super Bowl, which is such a shame because of Phil Rivers. I think, I mean, from what I've seen, he's a great person. He's got a good head on his shoulders, family man. He's got nine, ten kids and everything else. He has a he has a fire within him that wants to win and and wants to win badly. You know he's he's not afraid to get in his teammates' face if they're screwing up. Nor is he the refs. He's afraid to do so as well. But you know and he's puts up he's a Hall of Fame talent puts up Hall of Fame numbers. But for whatever the reason he just cannot get over the top, which is which is very unfortunate on his part. And if the defense would have did their job or not. Allow Tom Brady and Michelle to have a 21-point second quarter and have 34, 35 points by halftime. Uh, I think things might have been different. And if there was, and if there was such thing as playing six quarters, who knows? Chargers might have <laughs> won the game, but you never know. And if they would have gotten a two-point conversion on their last touchdown in the game, the the uh, Chargers would have only lost by 11 points even though that's what it would have said on the scoreboard. But if you sat there and watched the game, the game, what the closest the game was, was seven, was uh seven, seven and early in the first quarter. After that, after that, after the first quarter, you could, uh, you, well, not after the first, but after the first touchdown in the second quarter, you can, I think you kind of mail it in from, uh, that standpoint. Switching gears. The how? Oh, by the way, I almost forgot about this. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> oh boy! 
like, how about them cowboys? How about them, Skip? How about them cowboys? How about them glorious cowboys going into the L.A. Memorial Coliseum and getting absolutely trampled by Todd Gurley? Oh, it is a beautiful, 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 beautiful thing, ladies and gentlemen. The Dallas Cowboys, I told you this after the Saints game. I told you this after the Redskin game. I told you this after the Philly game. I told you this. After the after the uh, Seahawks playoff win, I told you this. After the Giant game in Week 17, I, I told you, 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 I told you. Whatever can go wrong, will go wrong. And the Dallas Cowboys are allergic to prosperity and are an accident waiting to happen. That's who they are. That's who they've become. I don't care about... Zeke running the ball and Dak and at the end of the day, same old Cowboys. It don't matter if Romo is their if Romo's their quarterback or Prescott's their quarterback or if Demarco Murray's their running back or if Zeke's their running back. Whatever can go wrong will go wrong. That is the bottom line. And once again, the Dallas Cowboys are sitting at home watching the playoffs like the rest of us are. And congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams for back in the NFC Championship game. Uh, moving on to the Chiefs. Chiefs advanced last Saturday by beating the Indianapolis Colts by the score of 31-13. Chiefs defense that has been highly ridiculed and has been basically abysmal the whole season. Came uh, came to good will and came to good standing and had a good showing last Saturday uh, by only uh, by only allowing one offensive touchdown by the Indianapolis uh, Colts offense. Andrew Luck was 19 for 36 with 203 passing yards and a touchdown. Uh, he did not play well. Marlon Mack, their run, their leading rusher, he only had nine carries for 46 rushing yards. Meanwhile, T. Y. Hilton. The Colts number one wide receiver had four receptions for 60 yards and a touchdown. He was targeted 11 times, so you can see he was uh, negated. Uh, he was negated of a catch uh, seven times in the game. So, Chiefs defense played well. They a lot. You can also attest to it because it's a playoff game in Arrowhead. On top of the fact that it was that it was that it was that it was. Practically a blizzard before uh, the game started, and there was still some sort of snow falling uh, from the sky as the game uh, went on and wrapped up. And you can also make the argument with the Colts being a dome team and them playing in uh, Houston the week before, you can uh, make the argument that they weren't ready for the cold weather. But um, Patrick Mahomes, who for his first playoff game, you know, wasn't outstanding, but didn't do anything to screw up his team. He was 27 for 41 for, with 278 passing yards. He did rush for a touchdown, though. Meanwhile, Tyreek Hill, he rushed for a touchdown as well as Darrell Williams and Damian Williams did on the uh, on the ground. Travis Kelsey, he had seven receptions for 108 uh, receiving yards himself. Tyreek Hill had eight receptions for 72 yards as well and it's going to be interesting to see heading into and I'll talk about this after the break but it's going to be interesting to see how this how this fast intense explosive Chiefs offense which has basically carried them 
this season. It's going to be inter interesting to see how they go up against that. Not terrible, but no top 10 defense. That is the New England Patriots defense as well. Remember, last time these two teams met was back in week, was back in week six, and that game had over 80 points combined scored um, back in uh, New England. Last game of the divisional round, and I get to a break and then talk more in depth about the two championship games. Eagles and Saints. Saints won the game 20-14. to It was Saints' largest playoff comeback in franchise history. 14 uh, points was deficit to the margin, and this marks the end of... Potentially marks the end of the Nick Foles... The Saint Nick, uh, Saint Nick, big blank Nick, uh, ride, whatever you want to call it, that happened in the city of Philadelphia for the Philadelphia Eagles. It's been fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed rooting for Nick Foles and him, at least trying to repeat as Super Bowl champions for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles this year. I enjoyed rooting for him and his uh, playoff run, that magical historical playoff run he had last year. This was definitely one of his worst games. Uh, he was 18 for 31 with 201 passing yards, a uh, touchdown pass and two interceptions. One, though, not necessarily all his fault, threw a perfect pass to Nelson Aguilar, not Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey late in the game, slipped right through his hands. And the Saints got it for an interception. So you have that. Uh, and, and that went on. Uh, Jeffrey handled it perfectly after the game. He said, you know what? That's my job. It's my responsibility. They pay me to catch the football. There's nothing else I can say. He handled he handled it well. The fans of, of the the Eagles, for the most part, they handled it well. Uh, with Alshon Jeffries' uh, gaffe that he had in the game, Wendell Smallwood ten carries, thirty three yards rushing. Alshon Jeffrey though did have five receptions for sixty three yards in the game as well. Meanwhile, the Saints on their side. Drew Brees was 28 for 38 with 301 pass yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Alvin Kamara had 16 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. Um, but for the most part, Saints defense, they played well in the game, which is highly expected uh, in when you're playing in Louisiana, Louisiana the uh, Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Even though the uh, offense did struggle, Breeze turning over the football, Alvin Kamara and Ingram weren't as explosive as they have been earlier in the season, uh, combining for combining for 124 uh, yards on the ground and no uh, touchdown rushes. Michael Thomas, though, he did have a big game with 12 to 7, 171 yards and a touchdown, but... It's the end of the Nick Foles magic. Uh, like I told you, back in December, there should be, I gave you my surprise team that should be, uh, that should compete for his services in 2019. But we'll discuss Nick Foles' future in later episodes as the uh, offseason begins and wears on heading into the start of free agency and the start of the 
NFL draft. So take a break, come back, talk about the two cars championship games. You're listening to the Until Like TIS podcast. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Until Like TIS podcast. Uh, switching gears now to conference championship games. Let's start with the NFC first because that game comes on first between the second seed. Los Angeles Rams and the first seed, number one seed, New Orleans Saints. Saints making their first NFC championship appearance since 2009, nine years ago when they won the Super Bowl and they beat Brett Favre's Vikings to do so in overtime. Rams, this is their first trip to the NFC championship game since 2001. Should be an interesting, an interesting and intriguing football game to watch. You got Jared Goff, who's coming into this game six and two, six and two on the road on the road this season, with averaging two hundred forty nine passing yards in those road games with nine touchdown passes, nine interceptions as well. As well, Drew Brees he's six and one at home this season. Of course, one loss to the Buccaneers back all the way once upon a time in Week One. Drew Brees is averaging 321 passing yards a game, 21 touchdowns, and one interception, which he threw last week. That's what he's uh, heading into this game at home with. Uh, tell you, the the Rams. I don't. I, let me tell you this: if the game was, and this just proves how vital. That matchup was back in November between these two teams. How vital and how important it was in the playoffs. If this game was in the Coliseum, I think the I think the Rams could win this game. But the fact that it's in the Louisiana, I keep calling it the Louisiana Superdome. The fact that it's in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, and which is already a pit to play in for road teams enough. You put that on top of it being a play on top of it being a playoff game, on top of it being a conference championship game, that crowd will be on, and on top of the fact that it's their first uh NFC championship game appearance in nine years. So you put all that together. That crowd is going to be ready, and it's going to be noisy, and it's going to be raucous, and is going to have no pity for the young boys on the block. That is Sean McVay and Jared Goff, both in their first NFC Championship game. And I think in situations like these, now I now I know I look like a hypocrite for saying this because I think the Chiefs are going to win the. Patriots, uh, Patriots, Chiefs game later on, but my point in this is that the Rams are a good team, but I think in situations like this, I think experience reigns supreme in this type of football game, and in the environment that it's in, with the stakes are as high as they are, I just don't think the Rams have it in them. 
to go into the Superdome and Jared Goff and Gurley to absolutely destroy that, that good Saints defense that they have. I just don't think they can do that. And then have that Rams defense, which has been putrid the entire season, outside of Aaron, outside of really Aaron Donald, a defense that has been awful. I j- and I just don't see them stopping Drew Brees and Kamara and Ingram. I'm sorry, I just I just don't see it, and I I don't see and I don't see in a situation where if it's a tight game late, I just don't see Sean McVay doing the in committing the necessary coaching decisions, and I I I just don't see. And if and it, I I don't see him out out uh, coaching or out clock managing, uh, Sean uh, Sean Payton in the shorter situation. Saints have been in the NFC Championship game before. They were in it in two thousand and six when they on the road when they lost to the Bears, and they were in it. Uh, like I said, nine years ago when they at home when they beat the uh, Vikings on their road to their two thousand and nine Super Bowl championship. But I just don't see Jared Goff, Sean McVay, no experience, loud, wild, crazy crowd. Meanwhile, Breeze and Peyton have been there before. This is a recipe that I do not think under any circumstances is going to come out. The the finished baked cooked product is not going to come out in the Rams' favor. I think that they're... I think they're one year away from making the Super Bowl, but I just don't see a team that was one and done last year by Atlanta. I just don't see them having it what it having what it takes, especially against this Saints team with that with that defense and with Drew Brees at quarterback. I just don't see it happening. I just don't see it. And I know everybody wants to put Sean McVay in the Hall of Fame, but. When it, when it, when the game is tight and it's going to require some some critical thinking and some uh, Lombardi Belichick level type coaching late in games, I ju- I think McVay will hit the I think the you know his thirty uh, two year old pretty boy California boy self is going to crumble like a cookie underneath that pressure with the with the Superdome crowd roaring. And going late in the game, there is Saints. The excuse me, the Rams are down by a touchdown or less. I see. I I know everybody wants to put him in the Hall of Fame, but I don't see Sean McVay making a wise coaching decision late to try to help and put the Rams in the best position to win the game. That's just the way I feel, but that's how I think it's going to go down. Second game I want to touch on is the AFC Championship game between the Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs. Patriots, number two seed in the AFC, winning the AFC Eastern Division, coming in at 12-5, and five, including their win last week. Meanwhile, the Chiefs are coming in at 13-4, and four, including their win last week. Uh, Chiefs no one seed in the AFC won the AFC West but again beat out the Chargers for the AFC West by one game and thus also got the division but also the first seed as well. 
Tom Brady this season, 272 passing yards. He's averaging a game, 29 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. And well, Patrick Mahomes, the 50-touchdown man, is known for 50 touchdowns this season, 12 interceptions, 318 uh, average uh, he averages in uh, passing yards per game. Uh, Tom Brady on the road, just to give you a few little quick stats right here. It's not as good, especially on his career on the road and uh, in the playoffs. Not that good. Uh, he's three and four in the playoffs with a fifty-seven percent completion percentage, two hundred and fifty-one passing yards, eight touchdowns, eight interceptions. While he's at home. Uh, outside, uh, he's he's on on unless you give him Rex Ryan and uh, the Jets or John Harbaugh and the Ravens, Tom Brady wins and beats you at home as he proved to us last week by beating Los Angeles. He's twenty and three, his record at home and throw and and throws forty and is throwing forty six touchdown passes, eighteen interceptions, and averages about two seventy in the air per game. So you can see that Tom Brady is a completely different animal. Not just this season, he's been a di completely different animal, a completely different player on the road. But even as I read to you, a lifetime on the road in the playoffs, he has not been. He's not been that. Uh, he's not been that good. To be good, to be quite honest with you, and he's lost. And he's been in the last three AFC Championship games he's played in on the road. He's he he's lost three of them. The 2006 AFC Championship game against the Colts when the Colts had that great comeback, and then 2014 he lost at he lost on the road in Denver to Peyton, and then and then a year later he. He uh, not the year later, year after next. So, 2013 he lost to Peyton. 2015 he lost to Peyton again, both times at Denver. So he's riding a three-game uh, road losing streak. Not just on the road, not just uh, uh, on the road, but he's also riding one in the uh, AFC Championship game. And ironically, they've come at the hands of uh, Peyton Manning. But he's not going up against Peyton Manning this time. He's going up against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, who, for the first time in 52 seasons, are hosting an AFC Championship game at Arrowhead. Uh, but they have a tough task going up against Tom Brady and the Patriots. Patriots are the only team in the NFL to go undefeated against playoff teams this season. Remember, the Patriots' five losses that they had were against the Detroit Lions, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Tennessee Titans, the Miami Dolphins, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, and only two of those five teams finished with a uh, 500 record or better, the Titans and the Steelers. Everybody else uh, didn't even have a prayer in the playoffs this season. But it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, I think the I think uh, I think with the Chiefs, I just think it's their time. Andy Reid, you know, it was it was the it was the Eagles' time last year with the with the uh, plenty amounts of heart with the heartbreaks and the law and the playoff losses and the playoff choke jobs, as the library of those tapes, you know, reached its peak until it was. And eventually, it became the uh, Eagles' time, and look what happened to them. They eventually they went on to win Super Bowl Fifty Two last year, 
and Andy Reid, who was a huge part of that uh, futility of the playoffs for the Philadelphia Eagles within the past uh, 25 years, he uh, wouldn't be surprised if it's his time of the year after the Eagles win it all. Uh, I I just he won a playoff game against the Colts last week. You know, he lost to Belichick and the Pats earlier in the season by a field goal. He lost to him when they met up in the divisional round in 2015. I think, you know, in sports, you know, it gets to that point in sports where it's like their time, where, where I hate using it in sports, where, where it feels like it's just meant to be. It was, you know, with, whether it's the 2004 Red Sox, the 2016 Cubs, the uh the, you know the um the Astros in two thousand and uh, seventeen you know or or this past football or last uh, NFL season with the Eagles you know it just feels like it, it's it's their time and it feels like it's Andy Reid's time you know Patrick Mahomes playing phenomenal phenomenal football is he's for sure should get uh uh if not he then Drew Brees but he should uh be in the in the main in the top two running for MVP this uh, NFL season but I I just feel I feel like it's you know I just, I just it certainly feels like it it's their time Chiefs have a home game they don't have to worry about playing in Foxborough which like I said unless you're the Ravens or the Jets coached by Rex Ryan. Patriots never ever lose at home in the playoffs, especially in the conference championship game. The chips are the chips are perfectly spread out across the table. The stars are aligned. I think God is smiling on the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid, and I think the Chiefs should play a should play a uh, should should be a close, a hard nosed, very very highly competitive. Uh, football game uh, later tonight at 6.40 on CBS. So, and then there were four. Four teams compete at a shot to win the Vince Lombardi Trophy two weeks from today in Atlanta, Georgia at, the, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Four teams, two AFC, two NFC. A team from the east, west, a team from the east, two from the west, one from the south. Chiefs and Pats compete for the Lamar Hunt Trophy, while the Saints and Rams compete for the George Hallis Trophy. Four teams, one champion, in a league where they play full pay. Rams and Saints. Saints favorite at minus three and a half points. Think New Orleans. Like I said, Sean McVay, I don't think he can do it. I don't think the game's gonna be this gonna be as close. I'm not predicting it to be a, a close game. But if it is, I don't think Sean McVay has what it takes and can out coach and outsmart Sean Payton in this type of situation of as of as it being his first time in, in this uh, setting, and I just think I just think the Saints are that dominant team this year, and I think for the second time in ten years, the Saints will hoist the George Hallis Trophy in the Superdome 
as I think they will win 37-17. to The Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs. This Chiefs favorite at minus three points. Like I said, I just think everything, you know, I, just, I have a feeling that it's Andy Reid's time. And I and who better to beat for it to be your time than the evil empire themselves and the New England Patriots? Should be a highly competitive, highly entertaining football game. I think the Kansas City Chiefs will hoist the trophy come 11 o'clock tonight that bears its owner and founder's name, Lamar Hunt. I think the Kansas City Chiefs will beat the New England Patriots by a final score of 36-21. to 21. Well, hope you enjoyed this episode of the Amatella and TIS podcast. I hope you enjoy the conference championship games in the NFL today. If you like this podcast and it's your first time listening to it, please subscribe down below. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, please leave a, a rating and a review of what you heard. And please share it on uh, social media and, and text messages and everything else with your friends and family who enjoy sports talk. I'm your host, Jai Shields. Have a rest of your day, ladies and gentlemen. Talk to you next time.